The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I am so, so blessed today that you have made out a time like this to join NUMA Podcast. The key text for today is the Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 24, verse number 1 to 8. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, and they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Join me as I pray. Eternal King of Glory, the great I am that I am, the one who say let there be and there is, the one who roll away the stone from the grave. I call upon you today to bless the sound of my voice even as I humbly bring your word to your people. And Lord, I thank you today for this opportunity to bring this word to your people all around the world. I ask, O oh God, that even as we uh, commemorate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that the spirit of the resurrection will also be our portion, so that all Christians everywhere will recognize the importance of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I ask all of this. In the same name of Jesus Christ, the one who is coming back again. Amen. The title of this podcast is Rising from the Ashes. Rising from the ashes. 
and the merit of the subject matter is the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead on the first Easter morning. Easter in the Christian calendar marks the climax of the events of the death, burial, and the ultimate resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Each calendar year, we are reminded of this singular event that recalls to us of the reason for our faith. As the Apostle Paul said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 14, And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. Brothers and sisters, now that we know the importance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ as the anchor of our faith, it's also very critical that the very reason for such terrible prize is not lost on us, which is the contention of this podcast today. You probably may have heard the axiom like a phoenix rising from the ashes. This is a common phrase that encapsulates hope arising from the most unlikeliest circumstances to prosper. The phoenix is an imaginary bird with flaming plumage that lives up to a century and nearing the end of its life, it nestles in branches of tree, then burns fiercely into ashes, and from there arises a brand new phoenix to begin the enigmatic cycle of life again. The story of the phoenix may sound superficial to the thinking mind. However, when considered from the context for which it was enacted, and that is to encourage the down and out to have faith that the supernatural is still possible, then it makes some sense. In the same way, many people on this planet may cast doubt on the authenticity of the resurrection story, but the fact is, it is true that Jesus Christ lived, walked our earth, died our death, and was raised on the third day and subsequently ascended into the heavens. And hallelujah, he's coming back again. Like the legendary phoenix, Jesus Christ died and rose to the glory of the Father, to a newness of life. Here is what Jesus Christ said in the book of John chapter 12, verse 24. I can guarantee this truth. A single grain of wheat doesn't produce anything unless it is planted in the ground and dies. If it dies, it will produce a lot of grain. In fact, my brothers and sisters, the principle of dying and rising are both natural and biblical in the sense that for a new life to spring up, Something must give, and that was the case with the resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. 
For a long time, like many people, I have been captivated by the astonishing story of the resurrection and wonder why Jesus Christ had to die to give me life. Couldn't God just make me and indeed all of the human race come to repentance without the gruesome uh, process of Calvary's cross? Was God incapable of commanding his love towards us just as he called all things to be in the beginning? Bear in mind that this trajectory of thinking is just a harmless Christian perspective of the wonder story as it does not make common sense to the uninitiated. Regardless, I believe and I am completely convinced that the story of the resurrection is true. After all, we have not been called to know or seek empirical evidence, but to trust and to obey. As the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1, verse number 2, and verse number 6. And here is what this uh, passage of the scripture says. Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Verse number 3. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Then verse number six. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You see, beloved, our faith in Christ Jesus is transcendent, such that science is incapable of explicating, and that is what sets us, sets our faith apart from the practice of other religion. We are called not to practice our faith, but to live it out so that the world around us will learn of such powerful and unmerited favor of the Almighty God. That's our calling. Let us get down to the brass tacks of this podcast now. There is a reason and a purpose for everything that God Almighty created, as He does not call things to be for the fun of it. The original intention of God was for man to have fellowship with him. So he created man in his own very image to facilitate the process of fellowship, of worship. And you find this in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. We are also told in Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 that... God came down in the cool of the day for the reason of fellowship. As the narrative goes, man lost this collective purpose for selfish reasons, and we are still actively involved in the 
disconnection of ourselves from God today. Because of the undying love of God, he decided to reconnect and restore us back to this divine fellowship. To do that, he must follow his own precept by way of blood intervention, just as Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 says. Under the old agreement, almost everything was cleansed by sprinkling it with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, this is the reason why Calvary was important to our salvation. There has to be a shedding of blood to make it happen. Not because God couldn't do it any other way. But friends, this is the way he appointed to accomplish his plan of salvation for us. As already noted, the old covenant attested to the practice of the shedding of blood by the offering of different kinds of animals for the cleansing poppers. But you know what? These sacrifices of these animals were not potent enough to cover for the shortcomings of the people. This is Numa Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 13 to 14 says this, If the blood of bulls or of goats or the sprinkling of ashes from the heifer restores the defiled to the bodily uh, cleanliness, and wholesomeness, then how much more powerful is the blood of the anointed one who through the eternal spirit offered himself as a spotless sacrifice to God, purifying your conscience from the dead things of the world to the service of the living God. Here you see the need for a more acceptable and powerful alternative to the blood of these animals. Such option was the blood of Jesus Christ, who was God incarnate on the face of the earth to be the perfect sacrifice for us all. Brothers and sisters, this was why Calvary was important and this is why Calvary is still needed today. This moment, so much so that if you have not made your first visit to Calvary yet, then you can do so now. And if peradventure you have been to Calvary and something had happened to you and your faith is in need of the second touch, my friend, Calvary is still in the business of taking people back, even right now, right here, only if you will acknowledge your shortcoming today.
Another point to remember is this. Although the entire Israelite community engaged in the offering of one sacrifice or the other throughout the year, the one most important sacrifice required of them was the Day of Atonement that compensated for the sins of all the people, according to Leviticus chapter 16 verse 34. This shall be an everlasting law for you to make atonement for the people of Israel once each year because of their sins. And Aaron followed all these instructions that the Lord gave to Moses. These Understanding brings us to the fact that Calvary is useless without the resurrection. As the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 14, If he is still dead, then all our preaching is useless and your trust in God is empty, worthless, hopeless. The reason we follow Jesus Christ is because of the resurrection that is so powerful and a force to consider as paramount. Our key text today, and that's Luke chapter 24 verse 1 to 8, established firmly the, the truth of the resurrection on the first Easter. The first three verses said, very Early on Sunday morning, they took the ointment to the tomb and found that the huge stone covering the entrance had been rolled aside. So they went in, but the Lord Jesus' body was gone. This is important, friends, because the empty tomb was necessary proof to demonstrate what had been said before. Of course, we know that there are several schools of thought about the empty tomb, but the fact that the argument exists shows that it was indeed true after all. You see, you cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. And that is the truth, friends. Matthew's gospel reported that some of the authorities conspired to change the storyline by debunking the truth of the glorious resurrection. Here is what it says, and that's Matthew chapter 28 verse 11 to 13. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city. They told the chief priest everything that had happened. The chief priest gathered together with the leaders and agreed on a plan. They gave the soldiers a large amount of money and told them to say that Jesus' disciple had come at night and had stolen his body while they were sleeping. Friends, these guys seemed to know the truth, but it was so uncomfortable for them. Even today, the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is still uncomfortable to some people. But again, that does not discount it as authentic. Some of you listening to this podcast today may have heard about the dilemma of an atheist known as Lee's Trouble who was also a former investigative journalist. Lee's calculated effort to discredit the resurrection story of Jesus Christ, in fact, led him to find Christ. Here is what Lee said. 
Disproving the resurrection wasn't easy. In fact, it was impossible. My research caused me to realize the case for the resurrection of Jesus Christ is powerful and persuasive. That evidence led me to my own faith in Christ. And in the years since that investigation, I have been helping other Christians understand how we can have confidence in the biblical accounts of the resurrection. Dear brothers and sisters, I said before that you cannot do anything about the truth, but only for the truth. And that was what happened to least trouble. And in case you're still doubting this wonderful story of resurrection, there is still time for you to commence your own investigation before it's too late. And meanwhile, Jesus Christ is saying to you today, and that's in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, See, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. As we consider further the rest of the passage from our key text, we discover how confused the women who visited Jesus' tomb were. Verse 4 told us that they stood there puzzled, trying to think what could have happened to it. Suddenly, two men appeared before them, clothed in shining robes, so bright their eyes were dazzled. The women were terrified and bowed low before them. One would assume that because they had been with Jesus Christ the whole time and should have known that this miracle was going to happen, but no. They didn't. They didn't remember or rather were overtaken by events. Do you see yourself in this play? Many times we forget the beautiful promises of God to us so much so that when things happen, when things go wrong, when things did not go according to our own expectation, we easily give in into confusion. You see, God is not the author of confusion. It is important that we make conscious effort to remember what God had told us, those beautiful promises, either by the way of revelation or as we listen to his word or as we read them. This is what the Bible said about the promises of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Certainly, Christ made God's many promises come true. For that reason, because of our message, people also honor God by saying, Amen. Brothers, sisters, that's all you have to say to the promises of God. Amen. The remainder of our key text today was dedicated to how they remember the promised resurrection. And I like how the old King James version of the Bible summed it up all. In verse number 8 of the book of Luke chapter 24, it simply says, And they remembered his words. Do you remember 
anything God has said to you in the past, brothers and sisters. May the Lord God help you all to always remember the words of Jesus Christ. And as I bring this podcast to a close, may I remind everyone today that though the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the absolute truth, yet the very concept of it challenges our certainty. But because of the overwhelming body of evidence in the scripture from the Old Testament promised Messiah to the New Testament fulfillment of the coming of Jesus Christ, we can stand firm on these promises. Like the Phoenix imagery rising from the ashes, it was necessary for Jesus Christ to die, be buried and resurrect so that we all, you and I, can have eternal life. And my prayer today is that the resurrection of Jesus Christ count on your behalf today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you once more for this time with my brothers and my sisters around the world. I thank you because your word has come. And your word said, your word will never come without accomplishing its purpose. And now, Lord, let the purpose of this uh, podcast be accomplished, O God, in the life of your people. And I thank you because it is true that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead and is alive forevermore. And we can be a part of that victory. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Jesus has
for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.